हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू ग्रीन टी विद आशीष अ वीडियो पॉडकास्ट प्लेटफॉर्म वेयर वी डीप डाइव विद द फाउंडर्स टू अंडरस्टैंड मोर अबाउट देयर प्रोडक्ट एंड फ्रॉम द प्रोडक्ट मैनेजर्स टू अंडरस्टैंड मोर अबाउट द टेक्नोलॉजी टुडे वी हैव विद अस अ फाउंडर ऑफ फिनोवेट कैपिटल मिस्टर ऑलजो जोसेफ फिनोवेट कैपिटल इज एन इनोवेटिव फिनटेक प्लेटफॉर्म दैट इज प्रोवाइडिंग शॉर्ट टर्म फाइनेंस टू एम एस एम ई एंड एस एम ई कस्टमर्स दे कम्बाइन द ट्रेडिशनल अप्रोच ऑफ क्रेडिट डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन विद द स्टेट ऑफ आर्ट फिनटेक प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंक टूगेदर बेस्ट ऑफ बोथ वर्ल्ड एंड ड्राइविंग इमेंस एफिशियंसीज इन एन अर्स्ट वाइल ट्रेडिशनल बिजनेस दे हेल्प यू टर्न योर इन्वाइस इन टू इमीडिएट कैश they help you with uh, the delayed payments or uh, you know if you are worried about the seasonal spikes you can contact with them for innovative supply chain financing solutions let's talk with aljo and understand more about the product and their platform uh, welcome aljo to the show and thank you so much for taking time out uh, we uh, have had a great chat uh, in the past about the company which you are running and the things you have been doing with pinovate capital uh would like to more, know more about pinovate capital and the kind of work you guys are doing sure so pinovate uh, capital fundamentally is a supply chain finance platform we work on funding the working capital gap for msmes right and for the government of india number itself you must be aware the financing gap for msmes is anywhere between 18 lakh crore to 25 lakh crore right and and, and you require a fundamentally different thought process to make sure that uh, this gap can be addressed right? Right. in a really sound manner without mm-hmm. taking risks and that is that is uh, that is exactly what we try and uh, solve through our automated solutions and uh, robust credit algorithms that provide right and uh, uh, let's uh, you know i understand what you guys do let's know more about your team and the kind of work you and the founders have been doing till now so what experience you uh, bring on board for fenovet capital just so so we we are a 20 member team strong now we've got uh, strong cross functional domain expertise along with complementary skills i mean candidly if you ask me i think we're lucky to be able to have attracted the you know uh, the sort of talent so early in our life cycle so my background is that i spent uh, close to a decade with kpmg and ey uh, subsequently moved on to private equity stock business incubation set up multiple ventures over there Moved out, started setting up my own ventures. Finovate Capital is the second venture that I've uh, set up. The earlier venture was a fintech as well. Uh, so uh, the founder of uh, Finovate Capital is Akshat Birla, again an NCR alumni. Uh, he worked with the chairman's office at Samsung, and he was uh, uh, instrumental in rolling out Samsung K across Southeast Asia and India. Right. Uh, then, uh, I mean, so early in our life cycle, life cycle, we've been lucky to you know attract somebody like Kavan Batai. Was a chief officer who spent about 16 plus years in supply chain finance, right? So he started off with uh, HSBC, Standard Chartered, L&T Finance. He was a supply chain head at RBI, and uh, and uh, I mean we uh, while we, I mean when whenever we managed to articulate as to why he joined us, I think we cracked the code. But uh, for now, I think uh, we're lucky that he's joined us. Again, uh, Chandramukhi Pandya, uh, 20 years with Thomson Reuters. right and in financial services technology i mean the value that he brings to uh, you know architecting and making a platform flexible given that we are largely a tech player has been phenomenal right, right. so uh, and again we built complementary skill sets to support the, the team in product management risk credit uh, sales uh, uh, customer relationships so on and so forth 
beyond this i must mention our great set of investors mentors and advisors and so so one of our investors is ravi sood the ex cfo of promoter he started the supply chain finance program in this country with promoter right so so his experience in terms of structuring our products was great and invaluable again skv shrivasan ex uh, executive director at idbi uh, the knowledge that he brought in to create our credit algorithms was phenomenal i think it's it's, it's like being in school all over again learning from uh, you know, these veterans ravin right. mithe uh, ex ceo of aisha consulting uh, last uh, you know partner at kpmg he is joined us as an advisor he supports us on all all things from org design culture process optimization all of those good things and again just invaluable just standing on the you know shoulders of solvent mm-hmm. i think uh, ajay you have a great team now you have a great product in the market so let's understand more about the product so uh, you know you mentioned uh, this term uh, twice uh, by now that uh, supply chain financing so let's understand what supply chain financing is and what problem you guys are solving at the end of the day sure so 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 the way i look at it uh, is once you have once you set up the infrastructure for a business right uh, that that's basically uh, the building the plant the machinery or 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 even hiring the initial team uh, the most important fundamental requirement is to have the working capital to keep the business going like right? that's the way we see it is like oxygen for working capital mm-hmm. so effectively as long as you're a company and you've got buyers and suppliers on either side mm-hmm. and as long as you've got some sort of an agreement be it contractual or not and there is some record of history of transactions right. we can step in and offer supply chain finance in those in that particular context right to use industry nomenclature you would categorize it as early payments invoice discounting purchase bill discounting sales bill discounting then on the other side dealer finance retailer finance franchise Right. All this together constitutes the umbrella of supply chain. Uh, how technology is helping you to improve this uh, whole supply chain finance? You throw a little bit light on that part. What is the role of technology? Right. So, so supply chain finance by itself is not a new concept. Right. It's right. been around the last twenty years. Right. Uh, banks have been doing it in some context based on their comfort on the companies that they were working with. Now, uh, now to basically take it to a larger audience what you mm-hmm. want to fundamentally ensure in that system is trust right so how do you build that trust and and the role that technology plays fundamentally is building that trust mm-hmm. so so effectively what do we do i mean the first wave of supply chain finance was more about just creating the automation making sure there is an invoice it's shown on a portal people can discount it so on and so forth right you just connected people the next wave is basically Uh, assuring the integrity of the transactions that are underlying in in the system, right? So effectively, how do you ensure that uh, invoice is genuine, right? So so those are things that you solve using AI, ML, and blockchain as an example. Uh, or 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 basically, uh, you know, there is limitation to how much humans can learn and and associate with patterns. It's known that a certain segment of the market has uh, have been good customers or have been defaulters. You will either fund them or not fund them, depending upon the learnings that a machine throws you. So, right. so these these are ways in which technology helps out. Additionally, because of large data sets and alternate data being available, now you have an option of combining all of this and drawing out intelligence. Right. These are the fundamental areas where uh, I think technology plays a role. 
and some other areas obviously the good things like customer experience and all those things uh, which we'll anyway continue to mm -hmm. right and you mentioned that ai ml is and blockchain is trying to help you uh, to solve these issues can you can you uh, deep dive a little bit and understand how ai ml is helping you to solve these problems sure so so fundamentally the way we see ourselves we are a platform company uh, we work on originating large borrower bases so to speak right it could be suppliers it could be dealers it could be you know whoever else uh now any platform that we tie up with to enable that data supply has got historical information about those suppliers right uh now 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 you add to the mix data from the public registries right your civil uh and and uh, you know gst and the other things out there uh combine right. so that with lenders learning right so you bring all of that into a common platform and apply ai and ml to that mix right uh the other part is about blockchains so uh, so so like i mentioned earlier it's all about trust how do you how do you basically uh, ensure that an invoice is genuine right mm -hmm. so if, if you're not working in an anchor led model where you're not tied up with a, a, a unilever of the world who basically tells you that this is my invoice and i pulled it out from his erp how do right. i go about ensure that any invoice presented by a supplier is genuine right and that is a fundamentally that blockchain solves right so uh, understanding the origin of the invoice uh, definitely blockchain is putting trust into the ecosystem uh, so uh, coming how pinovate uh, uh, capital is differently placed for uh, you know from other players in the market who are exactly doing this thing you definitely told us the technology part uh, what are other things which makes pinovate uh, capital different i think pretty early in the day we took a call that the value that we build is not going to be the size of a book right uh, uh because largely given that uh, it it is a product that's been around for a while in limited pockets it was very easy for most of the so called fintechs at that point to just come in take a segment go aggressively after that and build a book right and and given the ease of doing that most people just prefer doing that right by putting in some basic automation right. effectively by doing that you just became just another lender in the market right. decided very early that we want to be a platform Right. Mm -hmm. Our core strength lies in uh, creating innovative structures mm -hmm. and technology platforms to first of all source a large pool of borrowers using certain anchor relationships. Uh, the second part is creating uh, cash flow control, right, which creates assurance. So, like for instance, what you want to do is give money to a MSME, but ensure that he does not use that money to buy, you know, jewelry for his wife, as an example. Right. Because that does not create value for him to give back. For his business, yes. right. cases. I mean, you could argue that in today's day and age, maybe the jewelry would jewelry would have been more secure. But anyway, right. But fundamentally, the hypothesis is as long as uh, you know people are putting money into uh, you know raw material or other uh, uh, or uh, other uh, inputs that are needed to produce a finished good or service, it will sell in the market and the money will come. So effectively. creating uh, uh, the comfort around end user funds by making sure money goes straight to them and reinforcing the cash flows which basically controls the way money comes into him and to us uh, is fundamentally how we look at things and create our technology platform and structures and right. that is that is going to be our our differentiator in the future right and i i think uh, that's a great problem you guys are solving so i have worked with a bank in the past and uh, so i was heading the credit department there and uh, you know the we used to give all these working capital loans to all these msmes and smes 
and the the whole issue for us was at the end of the year when when the when the working capital will you know after a, a particular year we have to check that where that money was used and the business is growing or not and again calculate all those things so the the most important and the most important part which we used to miss was to understand that they actually use the money uh, for their raw materials their inputs or, or whatever buying the machinery and stuff so that becomes really important and I, I think great problem you guys are solving there so uh, coming back to a point where you uh, we are seeing in the market that uh, you know uh, banks are uh, having so many npas uh, even after they have so uh, you know strict uh, credit framework with them then also all these npas are mounting the bigger parties are mostly failing and stuff so what are you uh, doing to make sure that your credit policy or your credit framework is you know intact and it, it the money is going into the right hands so i think what we do is we work with close to about uh, 16 lenders right mm-hmm. so, so effectively what we did is actually go back to each of them and figure out how are you all looking at the market right now because that that is the most important thing right i mean there is there is no point of me collecting n number of documents being intelligent about things and not not being able to align it to their view of the world So effectively, ultimately, we sat with them and and we looked at you know what are the products you're not comfortable with, what would make you more comfortable on them, right? So effectively, uh, and and also we looked at the larger macro picture, which is uh, you know what are the sort of risks that can you know come up in any scenario. So every time we look at a lending relationship, we look at uh, you know what could potentially go wrong, and when things do go wrong, what are the early indicators that will tell me that things are going wrong, right? So effectively, those early indicators are what we build into any sort of lending relationship. and we enable that through our automated platform so right. the integrity of that early warning signal is a shot right? right so so building these early warning signals is something we've taken very seriously mm-hmm. the other thing that we've also done is we've become more verticalized right so effectively we've clearly picked our battle saying that you know what these are the segments that we want to work in right mm-hmm. and, and and let's go deep into it the right. de- and i think the depth of knowledge is what helps us create those early warning signals and also build the lender confidence for them to continue lending even in this market right and uh, i think you have a great team at the back end to understand these issues and to solve them rightly so uh, correctly said and when you when we talk about the current uh, market uh, you know uh, all the msmes and startups they are going through a rough phase so how how are you making sure uh, you know to come out of this uh, uh, this particular economy slump uh, stronger so what what are you doing differently at the pinovet capital uh, building those early warning signals building deeper lender relationship being very criticalized fortunately for us we don't have our own book right so there are very few npas to write off uh, yeah. candidly right and and uh, even the businesses that we've done earlier we've been very conservative in terms of uh, you know building those early warning signals and and creating the platform uh, led warnings for the lenders so so also uh, uh, in a, in a certain way while most other fintechs and competition could potentially be distracted largely given the book that they need to manage uh, right. it creates an environment for us where we can just focus on growth and building you know the right right amount of uh, security in and trust in our lending platform for others to uh, for for the lenders to take confidence in lending mm-hmm. additionally the other thing that we focus on is our early payments portfolio uh, which effectively does not require a lender relationship and and and, and in this context uh, the early payment portfolio is able to unlock a lot of value for our anchors so to speak right. because suppliers are you know uh, hungry for capital where and where right. banks can't uh, can't step in if, if uh, corporate can step in with treasury yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of helps the entire ecosystem right 
And uh, I think uh, the current period which we are going through, so you deal with a lot of MSMEs. So how how are they fighting this period of where the you know the demand uh, the demand has gone down, the supply chain is affected, but then also they are keeping uh, the government is trying to keep the supply chain up, but the demand has gone down significantly. So what uh, how are they coping up with this particular environment? Have you had a conversation with anybody? Um, yeah, yeah. So we we've been having very we are deeply engaged with all our customers. Uh, right. and, uh, and, and we did this pretty early to kind of figure out uh, our sector focus as well. Probably shouldn't categorize the entire sector as with one single brush called MSME, right? Within the MSME right. space itself, there are multiple places, right? Or multiple segments. So, for instance, if, if, if we pick up the MSME segment, if you pick pharma today, mm -hmm. uh, clearly Farming. there's a demand and, and, right. and their problems are very different, right? right. So, their, their problems are how do we uh, manage the demand spike given the constraint in terms of uh, you know delivery and and the policing that's that's there on the road right but right. so do i factor in uh, uh, creating additional capacity for this limited period spike mm -hmm. the spike a one time spike will be will be seeing multiple spikes over the next six months so right. they have a very very different problem mm -hmm. if you're in pharma or fmcg to handle similarly even in logistics if i pick logistics just as a sector uh, and uh, and assuming you were a trucker servicing pharma and fmcg your business is good Right. Right. right, but if you are fundamentally servicing cement or right. or, or steel, mm -hmm. you've got a problem. Right, right. Uh, so so these these are the challenges. That are, and and again, uh, just to speak the numbers, right. So so if uh, uh, so based based on some statistics, uh, what I was just reading, apparently uh, it's a global organization for uh, entrepreneurship. I think uh, it's called Game. That one. Uh, what they were estimating is about 25% uh, of the MSMEs in India would shut down. Right, then there is. There is another statistic from the All India Manufacturers Association which says the manufacturing MSMEs which could shut down would be anywhere between 19 to 43 percent, right? So, but but all these, so you can see that uh, it is different across different segments. Everyone looks at it fundamentally differently. Uh, right. But but largely, I think uh, what what needs to happen is uh, you know everyone needs to uh, prepare a survival game plan, right? Mm -hmm. Which says let's assume that this lasts for a quarter. Uh, your suppliers and buyers do want you to survive, right. and your employees also do want you to survive. So, right. so given given this context, what is the assurance I can create for them that I will repay them even though in a delayed manner, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that is the open conversation which most people are beginning to have as we speak. Uh, right. A lot of them are are still trying to figure out and you know fish for those government subsidies, but mm -hmm. uh, but but some of them have started moving in this direction. Right, and uh, uh, so you mentioned these government subsidies. What are some steps which government has already taken and should take in the current, uh, uh, you know, current scenario or in coming future? So any uh, any you know suggestions around that, if you have, which you would like to share with our viewers? So clearly, I think the government has uh, begun well, but uh, but largely, I mean, uh, I mean they've got a challenging job on their hands. But fundamentally, if I was looking at it from their perspective. Uh, I'd look at uh, uh, the MSME sectors that create, and, and I'm talking specifically from an MSME standpoint. They should right. look at the MSME sectors that uh, create the most amount of employment, right? Mm -hmm. Because fundamentally, uh, if people are employed, there is consumer spending. If people are not employed, there is no consumer spending, and it hits right. demand over, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so what are the segments that could create the most amount of employment? Second, uh, the important thing is uh, you got to make sure these entities stay afloat, uh, largely because it's a much more Easier supporting these guys than investing in startups subsequently hoping to scale up to this level, right? So, so you'd you'd rather you know I think somebody said it beautifully. You'd rather focus on uh, you know uh, 
helping the living survive than try to resuscitate the dead later right so so i think i think that that's fundamentally the catch 22 that the government is dealing with but having said that uh, they've begun well i think the moratorium uh, and and the interest waivers they've announced is good but i think the deeper sectorial view uh, some sort of clarity even from an nbfc standpoint right i mean does the does the moratorium apply only for msmes who borrowed from banks or does it also apply to the nbfcs because right. the nbfcs will have to provide these waivers so these right. are these are the aspects that uh, they will need to clarify and the faster they clarify the better it would be for the industry but having right. said that you know i don't envy the job they have at time yeah it's a massive country too many right. sectors having problems at the same time so i'm sure they're working very hard on this true that uh, thank you arjun for for sharing all this information with us i think we had a great session anything else you would like to share with our viewers um so uh, so first of all uh, ashish kudos kudos to you to continue doing this in these times i think it's important to get uh, all these voices out so that everyone understands how people are looking at it right so so especially when most people are sitting at home tracking the doom and gloom around corona it's refreshing to uh, a lot of people i'm sure to hear these growth oriented uh, you know uh, conversations so so right. great, job, great job on your part thank you Thank you, Ajit. Uh, we had a great time, and I, I think I know a lot about uh, the supply chain financing now. You guys doing a great work. Uh, wishing you all the best going ahead. Thank you so much for your time, Ajit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks.